Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it all the way to Mother Humping, episode 136. Michael, what is up? What is up? You alright? I hope you alright. I might. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a nice, beautiful summer day. I love saying you alright to people in the hopes that they say it back to me. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure that doesn't happen often. <laughs> Usually it's, I'm, uh, yes, I'm all right. I am doing fine. No, no, no. I ask you, you all right? You all right? You know? I am, I am well. <laughs> I'm doing well. I found my blood pressure to be adequate this morning. I checked it on my saliva medical pulse meter. <laughs> Soviet mechanical pulse meter. But no, man, what is up? It's, um, it's a good day. It's a good day over there. Yeah, it's a good day. Uh, there's there's a lot of lot of stuff going on. Um, last weekend we had a little West Seattle summer festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this weekend there's a little parade happening around noon. Maybe we'll go to that. What's the parade um, for? Did we win some kind of war or send someone to the moon? What's the parade for? West Seattle just does these goofy things in the summer. Like it's just a parade, and I, I think. I think anyone can walk in it. Like there's like there's like a unicycle club. So there's gonna be like unicyclists. God damn. Just like <laughs> there's a and then like right after them will be like a mortgage company just like walking for <laughs> <through> a sign. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are there enough unicyclists in the area to facilitate the proper accoutrement for an entire float? Because I imagine oh, yes. I can't really that's Yeah. Yeah. That's there's encouraging and upsetting at the same time. Unicycles are a big thing here. <laughs> Shouldn't they be putting that power and that mental fortitude towards like solving world hunger or like sustainable crops? Not unit because unicycles are not fucking easy to rock. They're not. They're not. But I see them all the time, all the time. Because the, the unicycle to me is the same level of difficulty as the proverbial tenacious D cock push up. I get it in theory, <laughs> but in practice, there is absolutely no fucking way it's gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen for me. I can't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> but here, this is going to be a good episode. This is a lot of fun. The past two episodes have been a bit more, uh, a bit more loose. Um, this episode, we're we're getting it back on track. Not really, but you guys know what I'm talking last, about. Last episode inspired this episode. Last episode so. inspired this episode. We spent a little bit of time talking a bit about this brand because we kind of, you know, we caught uh, one of their models caught our eyes. So we thought it would be fun to do another wait for it watch brands we know nothing about therefore this is episode 136 watch brands we know nothing about part eight featuring frank mueller or or as the kids like to say frank frank mueller right (laughs) not the man not the man himself not the man himself i didn't realize i also in preparation for this i did not realize that was a real person I didn't. I yeah. thought it was like Ronald McDonald. Like it's like, oh, let's just make up this thing to sell watches. Let's just make up these things to sell clogged arteries. This clown. This clown flinging meat and bread. Right. Lately, lately, it's also been brands that I think are are a little. I don't know. They they split the watch community. We did Hublot last time, right? We did Hublot uh, last time. Um, so other other brands that have been featured in watch brands, nothing about Hublot, um, Damasco, Citizen, Rado, uh, Mido, Credor. Credor was uh, was an early one. That was a fun one. I still one. don't know anything about Credor. <laughs> <laughs> Even after all that bullshit with you. 
<laughs> I I do a watch podcast. We talked an hour and a fucking half about Creedor, and if you put a gun in my mouth right fucking now, I couldn't tell you one fucking fact. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I mean, I hope we helped other people out. Oh, uh, man. All razzle, no dazzle. Or was it all dazzle, no razzle? Whichever one that is, whichever one is the right one, that's the one that we are. But here, watch brands. We know nothing about part eight. Featuring Frank Mueller. I've always been attracted to the brand, but I think you're right. They're probably one of the more interesting, dividing, polemic brands uh, in the watch community. You know what I mean? I've seen some pretty... <sighs> the type of reactions someone will have by finding, like, a hair in their soup. Like, oh, I'm here to look at watches, but, ugh, not these. I didn't order this. Like, I didn't want this kind of watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then um, yeah. there's people like me who are like, wow, these are actually a lot of fun. So... It'll be fun to talk about Frank Mueller. Uh, this is real-time learning. Michael and I are going to be like looking at their website, looking at the other stuff, and just talking about it. But first, first, we cannot fall back on our pre-TBWS ways. We, ha- we, we have to keep the pagans in their fields. We have to honor our traditions. You want to do a wrist check? You want to do an audio wrist check with me? Let's do it. Let's do it. You go first, and then I'll, I'll, I'll muster up words. Sorry, I just saw a, a beautiful new Grand Seiko released. Ugh. Dude, they're fucking, so, they're fucking, they're so fucking, nice. they're putting those things out all the fucking time now. It seems like there's yeah. always a new Grand Seiko. <clears throat> this one's, this one's a GMT though, with like a speckled white dial. Ugh. Okay, no, I'm not wearing a, a Grand Seiko. Um, I am looking at one though. Uh, well, it is. Uh, just, just disregard. I'm, I'm eating some coffee cake. So if you hear me. I thought you were just say you're eating coffee. I'm eating and fucking yeah, I, dude. I pictured you viciously biting down on the liquid. I'm eating coffee with fucking chopsticks, bro. Have you never, <laughs> have you never partook in the chopstick coffee experience? No, no. That sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a high end dining experience. I As, feel like if you open the, up a place like that in Capitol Hill here, like people would pay hundreds of dollars per, eating, per coffee. Cup. Eating <laughs> eating coffee with chopsticks is probably. The same level of futility as the as the the, the mythic other acts we've talking about eating soup with your fingers, <laughs> right? That's a, that's a yeah, that's an old one. We used to we used that's to make that joke one. a lot, but here I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. I'm I'm excited to hear what you're wearing. Well, it's it's uh, I'm excited that we're recording today. It's July twentieth, mm-hmm. twenty nineteen. It's the we're recording on the fiftieth anniversary of the Apollo eleven moon landing. So. Oh my fucking I mean, god, really? I gotta I gotta do it, man. I didn't I, I didn't know. I oh wow. You are used to I obviously know what you're wearing, but say it just for the record. Today's the day. Uh, I'm wearing uh I'm wearing the Speedmaster. I wore it earlier this week for launch day. Wow. Uh just a little little tribute uh for myself. Of course. <laughs> and uh I'm wearing it today and it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about um what the world was witnessing at this very moment 50 years ago um and you know where these uh where i guess the precursor to this watch was um you know so i uh i'm i'm always an advocate for the speedy i still think it's one of the best uh sports watches you can get right i think it can it can be the only sports watch you have uh even if you're a person that's not crazy into watches this could be something that you you just buy and keep forever and you never think about buying another watch ever again. Um, so 
I've I've actually over the past couple of days, funny enough, maybe maybe it's because of all the news that's out. <clears> I, I've been getting some DMs like, hey, like I'm thinking about getting a speedy, but I'm looking at used, um, you know, which I, I still think is the way to go. Right. Um. But yeah, that's that's what I'm wearing today. And uh, do you think, think it's the coolest speedy wrist check? Do you time. think? Oh, yeah, this is this is the perfect. This is like yeah, this is the best wrist check you could have ever done. Do you think we'll witness another event in human history like that? I mean, really, really, like what that was and what was accomplished with, um, I guess, interesting resources. Because if you just look at how technology and resources were back then compared to how they are now, we should have done a lot more by now. I, you know what? Do you know I, what I used to, I used to think that I used to think that we'd never witness anything like that again. But just, I mean, less than a year ago, we had that insane um, cave diving rescue in Thailand. The like soccer team of, uh, I think, nine boys that got That's trapped. True. That was kind. Of, I was I was glued to everything. I I don't have cable, but I'm just like con- I was constantly refreshing like live YouTube feeds and that and was definitely an incredible achievement and great every the the way it sort of panned out but i think what i'm referring to more is sort of this is going to sound really weird the expansion of sort of us as a as a civilization and a species mm. outside of what we're already in i think it's possible um everyone it's knows just... everyone always talks about mars but i don't fucking who fucking knows but like something like i don't know I want to I want to feel proud about being a human being, Michael. Because right now I'm not fucking proud of it at all. That's that's the fucking headlines. So maybe this is more of a me issue than, than a mean, human that, issue. That would be that would be killer, man. And um, actually, that that reminds me. I, I saw a post. I think Michael Happy did. Uh, he posted something about the Gavox Aurora, and he said that a dream of his was to have that watch be the watch that goes to Mars. Um, so you you mentioning Mars just made me think about that. Um, I believe be, I believe he could that, do it. I love that guy. That'd be killer. That'd yeah. be killer. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's kind of a tough call now. Budgets. I, I mean, if you want to give NASA the military budget, fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, if you give NASA the military budget, do do you know what we would be then? We would be the aliens that others smaller civilizations tell stories about. Flying saucers, men with <laughs> dome heads landing. We would be the fucking aliens <laughs> that other Dude, planets actually, talk about, man. You know, so you can either you can go. That's one of two way, one of two ways. Just give you either give <clears throat> NASA the military budget or you give Tom DeLong the military budget. <laughs> those those are the two avenues we can take, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens exist, guys. Okay, Tom is right. He just needs the funds. All right, man. I want to. I want to give that like not give him. I want. I want to see that guy in a Speedmaster. I think he should. He should be a Speedmaster. But he's not. He doesn't. He's never seemed like a watch guy. Well, here's the thing: is he one of those? Um, and I know this is also dividing his situation as well. Is he like a moon landing denier? Because I, for some reason, feel like he would be. I don't think so. I really don't think he is. Okay, let's um, get us. Let's get a fucking speedmaster on that guy, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tom. <laughs> hey, Tom. I've been listening. I've been listening to a, a lot of Blink One Eight Two because it's also this year is also the twentieth anniversary of Enema of the States. Been listening. You to think a lot of you think they're all gonna bury the hatchet and become friends overnight and 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 make more make more music or? No, man. They're on some weird tour now with Lil Wayne, and then that guy what? quit like 
like two weeks in or something. Lil Wayne quit? Yeah, he's like, this is not my scene. And then he walked off stage. These guys are <laughs> fucking nerds. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't wear a Speedmaster either. Uh, <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Well, it's it's a it's a perfect watch for today. And um, I yeah. was uh, we're recording this on Saturday and I, I had to I had to reflect yesterday because I was I was part of a very taxing three hour meeting yesterday where I had to kind of pitch process and mm-hmm. you know work in this like huge crazy meeting room with a lot of really intimidating people right um and I was not wearing this watch but I was just like that's all I had to worry about yesterday being in like an air conditioned room uh in a meeting and then these guys were just like happening to like orbit the moon at this point <laughs> in, a, like, in a craft made of what tin foil was it basically yeah. you know what i mean yeah wondering if they were gonna like splat on the surface i wonder if our hours. cells are gonna emulsify as soon as things kind of don't pan out <laughs> by the way i still i still recommend uh first man it was it was really good if you want to treat oh, yourself fuck, to- that's right i gotta catch that Ryan Gosling was fantastic in that movie. And, right. Uh, there's also a fair bit of Speedmaster porn. That's awesome. Cool, man. Good. This is, yeah, I'm glad it's timed out us recording on this day. You were in that watch. That's awesome. Oh, I also get a lot of questions about the reference. So if you're, if you're just listening in, this is the 3570.50. Uh, sometimes you'll see dot zero zero at the end of the dot 50. It's the same. And that's the, the same watch. that's what the uh, 1861. This is with the 1861 movement cool. uh, steel case back uh, Hesselite crystal. Yeah, cool. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. Uh, my turn. Yeah, go for it. Might disappoint a lot of people. I'm, I'm wearing the same watch. I think I've been wearing for a couple of weeks now. I'm, I'm still wearing my Gavox Rhodes on this NATO. This is very much, and I'll get more into this later in the show. This past, these past week, this past week or two, have been probably the most stressful. A um, couple weeks of my and my wife's fucking life, and so mm-hmm. the last fucking thing I need to uh, expend brain power on is: Do I want to wear my orange star? Or do I want to wear my? <laughs> I just I'm just gonna fucking grab a watch that I know won't fall apart because it's very fucking hot <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's all it's just it's the Gavox Roads. It's the Gavox Roads on this navy and gray uh nato that i had i cast i castrated i had rendered it a castrati so it can now hit all of its high seas and uh it's still it's still pretty cool man i'm very much i don't know why it took me so fucking long to put this watch on this nato but uh i did a photo on the feed um a while back so if you guys are on the instagram feed check it out i'll try and do another one too but um yeah, I've worn this watch more recently than I have in a in like I think a while. Oh shit, I might inadvertently be doing a watch fast. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. <laughs> After I told myself I wouldn't do <laughs> wouldn't do another one ever again. The last watch fast I did was with the Christmas chrono during appropriately the month of um December. That's and it was right. it was fine. It was fine. It got a little hairy towards the end, you know. Um but uh but maybe I have I'll have to go back and count the days. I might inadvertently be doing a watch fest with the with the Gavox Roads, but um, it's great. I love the I love the uh, the quartz uh, chronograph movement in here. It has an analog fucking alarm on here. 
has a really cool chronograph sub register. It's one sub register with two hands that measures up to fucking, what is it? 12, 12 hours in 30 minute increments. It look, yeah, 12 hmm. hours, 30 minute increments. Has running seconds. It's just so cool. I don't understand why more people don't like Gav, or not don't like, but don't have Gavox on their radar. You know? Yeah, um, it's pretty, it's like underground punk rock of the watch world <laughs> <laughs> you remember do you remember that scene in silicon valley where it's just like we're he's trying to turn us into corporate rock we are punk rock i think we're more like jazz you know because we kind of riff and centralize on, on, on like on like a same theme no they tease fucking jazz at juilliard we're fucking punk rock uh i agree it's very much sorry i've been watching way too fucking much season season six is coming man they're they're all doing the promo stuff for it really oh that makes me that that makes me excited so i have watched that show uh probably back to back season to season six or seven times (laughs) that's more than me um and i'm the one that recommended it to you because dude you know yeah right rightfully so because the problem is bro when it's over i'll just go back to episode one season one and i just started all over again you know what i mean um, yeah, but after I finished it again for the sixth time, uh, just I think the other day, and I'm like, you know, maybe I should change it up. Maybe I should, maybe I should do something different. So I started rewatching um, Next Generation on uh, on Netflix, Star Trek Next Generation. Excellent, oh, cool. absolutely <laughs> fantastic. It's been a while since I've done a whole run through, and it's uh, it's great. So I don't know, did you did you ever watch that, or did you have you ever watched that show? No, never. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So. Shout out to anyone else who's going through it right now as well. But um, what was I talking about? You watches or whatever. We're doing a watch podcast. Yes, Gavox um, is uh, underground punk rock. There you go. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Michael Happy is definitely not a punk rock guy. No. He's so nice. <laughs> He's so nice. He lights up every room he walks into with that smile. He's fantastic. Yeah. Love that guy. Um, I currently have some Gavox Legacy Power Reserves in for review, which I apologize. Uh, <clears throat> I've been experiencing some delays, um, and I'll get into that. Like, um, This is actually the portion of the show where I should fucking apologize to everyone. I am sorry if you have emailed me, not heard from me. I am sorry if you have DM'd me and not heard from me. Uh, I am sorry if you are one of our fantastic TBWS contributors and you have emailed me or DM'd me and not heard from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will be getting back to all of you uh, very soon. Um, should I? Should, is, is it? Did, do are we cool to transition into just life stuff really quick before we get to the main topic? Because a lot of people have been asking me about this. I think so. I think I think it's an appropriate time. <clears throat> so the reason I've been radio silent and 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 uh, not responsive is just because uh, right now my wife and I are currently we put an offer in on a place to buy here. You know, we were doing house tours. We found a place that we really really liked. Put an offer in it, and so we're currently now excuse me, under contract for it, and, you know, estimated closing date, August 15th, no one fucking prepared my butthole for how fucking stressful this month was going to be. Because the problem is, Michael, my stupid, you have to understand, guys, I, I I, I have like a comprehension disability or a learning disability, so I don't understand how the world works around me until something goes wrong around me mm-hmm. so my wife and i watch a metric fuck ton of hdtv all right and it's just people walking into rooms being like oh yeah we'll knock that wall down we'll put down some brazilian coal with hardwood floors and 
We'll get, you know, elephant ivory crown molding and go. It'd be, you could do it for $25. I'm like, wow. Ray, Ray Romano is your, is your contractor. Ray Romano is my contractor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Robert. Everything, everything would be better, actually, if he, if he was. I would love Ray Romano <laughs> to deliver bad news to me. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story um, of the doctor reading my, da- my dad's biopsy results to him? I don't think so. Or you might have. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I tell a quick quick few seconds story? Always. So my so I'm brown. My dad's brown. I'm just saying that because apparently that surprised people when you saw my face on the Instagram. My parents are from Pakistan, but I was born here in Florida, which is why uh, I guess I don't have an accent, or at least I have uh, a neutral television accent because I was raised mm. by the television. So that's important for a reason. All this brown stuff is important for a reason. So uh, a few years back, my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And so we had to do, he had to come up actually here. Before I lived here, he came up here to celebration because there was a specialist um, uh, with like robotic surgery to like like remove that area and basically to do, to do a prostatectomy. And so the process of that, you know, all that was crazy. That was harrowing. That was really stressful. You know, seeing my dad like that and everything. Um, but that was a, like a long weekend. Uh, my favorite part, though, about the surgery uh, is my dad literally made it seem like it was the same level of effort as like getting ice cream. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> gonna cost. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna drive up there. The robots gonna take my prostate out, and then later that day, we're going to Disney. That's literally. <laughs> and so I was pumped. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. To, let's go to fucking. Go to Disney after the robot cuts your prostate out, dude. Fucking roll, man. And then the robot cuts prostate out, and they wheeled this. They wheeled my father into the room. This old moaning man with a sheet draped over him, and you can see his pointy joints. This sheet, and he's just in pain. Like, yeah, regardless of the fact that a fucking robot cut your prostate out, you're still a little soft, squishy thing that feels pain. You know what I mean? <laughs> so our Disney plans were fucking shit. <laughs> shot after that <laughs> and um so you know we were there for three days that was a whole big thing that was interesting and then that a week later we had to come back for my dad's uh like biopsy results okay <clears throat> so we're sitting in the office and um another brown doctor comes in who we've never met before but you know i guess this is just the person you know he didn't he didn't perform the surgery or the procedure the procedure on my dad he's just like a guy so he comes in and he starts talking and he has two interesting quirks. Probably the, the thickest India subcontinent accent I have heard in my fucking life. And I've heard some <laughs> fucking whoppers, guys. Like, like <laughs> holy God, <laughs> what are you saying? I need subtitles for our in-person conversation. Like, every time you say a word, I need you to write on a piece of paper in the hand. Like that. So I've experienced that thick of India subcontinent accents. Uh, the other interesting uh, trait is that he had he had a fantastic lisp, a, f- a world class <laughs> fucking lisp. So these two, so so Scylla and Charybdis together, uh, I should have foreseen were going to be an impediment to our fucking journey of my dad's biopsy results. And so the guy sits down and he starts he starts talking and reading all the stuff. And so my dad's a doctor, so a lot of the stuff you know should make sense to him so the the doctor's talking and i'm just i'm just in my head commenting i'm like wow this is a this is how do people talk how do you what do you do in drive throughs (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Like, what the... Do you just say your order once and then they're good? Or do you say it, they say, okay, and then they make you repeat it at the window? Like, what is your drive through Like, or do you just text your order in? Like, I don't fucking know. And so the guy's talking. I have no idea what he's saying. And I look at my dad. My dad has this serious look on his face. And he's got his... He's holding the bottom of his face with his fingers. And he's looking really determined. He's nodding. He's like, okay, okay. Yeah, and he's and he's comprehending. I'm like, okay, thank, thank fucking. At least one of the fucking dumb Mirzas in this room knows what the fuck is going on. And so the guy goes, uh, "Oh, do you have any question?" My dad goes, "No. Um, uh, I'll take a look at the paperwork. You know, thank you." And the guy's like, "Okay." And the guy gets up and he leaves us leaves us in the room alone, and it's silent for about you know a few seconds. And then my dad leans to me and he goes, <clears throat> "Gus, what did he say?" <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? What did he say? It's like, I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. I'm like, then why were you nodding? I don't know what he's saying. I see him. You fucking knew what he was saying. He's like, God damn it. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. This is really important. Dad, it's fucking important, man. All right. So luckily, oh, luckily my dad was able to like, okay, thank God he left the paperwork here. So my dad was able to look at it and my, our theory, uh, cause we had a lot of time to talk about this in the drive home. Uh, was that they specifically have that guy read biopsy results because you can't fucking understand a word he says. Just that, reads it and over and done with. He just reads it and then no one wants to seem rude and be like, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand a fucking <clears throat> word you just said about the potential cutting short of my existence on Earth. Can <sighs> you say it slower? You know what I mean? So like, so they probably just have this. He probably not even really a doctor. He's probably literally an actor. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's cheaper for us to pay this guy, not even like a SAG actor. Let's just fucking pay this guy $10 an hour to read this and then fucking just walk out of a room. <laughs> you know? So. Love it. I have no fucking idea how I got on that story. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the story. We're ta- I, think we, I think we got on contractors. <laughs> that's we were talking about Ray Romano and accents yes and then reading yeah okay and then you said you would be happy having ray romano like say thing and then okay perfect we're back we're fucking back guys we're in a contract for a house no one fucking prepared me for how fucking stressful this whole experience was um the place is incredible but it was lived in before by renters and the person that owned it doesn't even live in the state and so it was clearly abused but it's in a great spot and we keep finding like issues and we keep having all these hiccups and the seller's not really willing to like work with us or compromise on certain things. And so there's a there's a wonderful element of risk because we've been renting for so long, my wife and renting for so long. So like if our AC breaks, we're just we're gonna call the leasing office or the landlord. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a fucking option as a homeowner. No. If that shit breaks <clears throat> Oh well, that's you know that's you either see you either have to call and have it repaired out of pocket, or you gotta just buy a fucking new HVAC. You know, it's a it's a very hard truth that you realize once you once you own something. <clears throat> yeah, very quickly <clears throat> you realize this. But in but my wife and I had just we had the discussion for a while, and it's one of those things where like you know what the smart thing to do with our money is to buy something. Property values yeah. appreciate really fucking well here in Celebration. Plus, the reality is, we love it here, man. It's so mm-hmm. nice, you know? Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine realized he had found the perfect home and town for him when he walked into the home 
and in a true moment of just serendipitous inspiration said to his wife with tears in his eyes this is where we can die but like <laughs> he was happy about it. I was like this is where we can die michael this is where i can die all right <laughs> not in that place that's that's this is our starter home but in celebration celebration <laughs> is where <clears throat> i can die you know so wow that's a fucking long tangent well if you're one of the people that complain about us getting on tangents we'll talk to you later um <laughs> but yeah no that's so, so that's been super stressful but you know um hopefully everything goes well with closing everything's looking like it's going to be you know right on track dude the best fucking place dude the, the best fucking place the best fucking thing about this place is it's a 2-2, two -two, uh, it's 1,400 square feet, but in addition to the 2-2, two -two, there's a fucking additional office space for me that has the best sunlight ever. You should fill up one room with watches, that's top the, to bottom. That's the opposite of what I've been trying to do with my watch collection. <laughs> like, literally the opposite of what I've been trying to do. Um, no, I'm excited because I can finally have a station for me to record. I can have a separate standing desk area for um, when I have to just like stand. You know what I mean? I just because I mm -hmm. want I want two separate workstations. Um, I can have my 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 3D printer and I can have my fucking curio on one desk. I can have my laptop and recording thing on like another desk, and that yeah. whole space is basically like mine. You know. And I can, awesome, I can, dude. Michael, I can finally, Michael, I can finally, Michael, I can finally have my guitar and my amp back out. <laughs> right. And crank it, crank it to one. Crank it to just before one. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now my amp and pedals are fucking, they're buried in my guest closet behind bricks of books like the fucking cask of Amontillado. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I can't do anything with my amp buried back there. But in this space, I can have it out. And uh, you're going to hate that amp when you start moving stuff. Oh, I've moved that amp across the country twice. <laughs> I don't, it's a half, yeah, for people that don't know, it's a half stack. So it's very you much. Know the drill. <laughs> I know the drill. You know what's funny? For two of those years of me moving it, I took the wheels off for some reason. Oh. Because I feel like, you know what? <clears throat> it's not enough that I have to carry this brain tumor around with me. Let's make it inoperable. Let's take the fucking wheels off. <laughs> <laughs> just see how fun moving you know is but uh but yeah so it's been an incredible experience thank you so much to everyone that's shared kind of kind words because some of you guys already know about it really excited hope we get the place uh it's gonna be terrifying um interesting interesting side note i thought i was poor before no now i'm incredibly poor but what's great is i have three different unrelated entities telling me i'm poor which is nice yeah, it's you, you. First of all, you let somebody you let somebody um, into your life, which is like your your lender and the people that are doing the mortgage and stuff, and then yeah. all the bank people evaluating you, and then you kind of they get really personal and detailed with your with your finances. And oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but you get super self conscious about it. You're like, God, oh, what the? I guess this is normal. So that's the first thing that's sort of a shock. Yeah, and then the and then the rate at which money just starts leaving with your fucking, hands like I, I i've had to ask several times and i finally got the answer because i was able to escalate it to the appropriate person at the mortgage place i'm dealing with but like the person we were dealing with before i don't understand so i explained to them i have never purchased a home i don't know how any of this stuff works please send me as close to an itemized list 
as possible <laughs> of everything I need to fucking be responsible for. And Get they, us the check. Let's go. And, and, and <laughs> What's they, my tab? <laughs> right? Like, just tell me without words. Like, like, do you remember how Oscar explained um, what was it to Michael on the office? It was ta- was it no it was was it tax how much what, what was it oh oh it was with a the surplus. lemonade stand surplus yeah. yes <laughs> budget and surplus yes explain <laughs> explain what I owe your mommy and daddy gave you like explain to me like in that way what my financial <laughs> obligations to close are and um there was miscommunication there and then I got fucking and then I didn't realize I had to pay for the fucking home inspection and the yes. appraisal. On yes. the fucking place. <laughs> it's like, wow, I really wish someone had fucking explained that. What part of my finances are being played too close to the chest is unclear to anyone on these email threads. <laughs> so it's just like, oh my God, like, <sighs> I want it to be over soon. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> when, when, when it is over, it's just such a relief. I'm is, yeah. Is so and also so the Gavox has been on your wrist the whole time. Is that is that also going to be your moving watch? Oh man, I don't know. You're, you're making some very special memories with that watch. I didn't even realize that. You're 100 percent right. Um, it might yeah, be my moving as watch. Awful as everything is. <laughs> but this is part of it, man. It's either going to be a month of bullshit or more years and years and years and years of paying rent and honestly doing my finances and how we want to expand our family a disservice. You know. Um, cause for me, the big thing is like, I would really, it's become very apparent to me that I have not been using my money appropriately by not putting it and spending it in things that will eventually give back to me. You yeah. Know? I was, I was just talking to my dad. He, he bought a house. Mm-hmm. He bought a house in like the late eighties for like $45,000. <sighs> What's that like? <laughs> I know. Right. And then <laughs> and I was on the phone with him. Uh, he's had a tenant in that house for almost 30 years. Jesus. The same (laughs) tenant? The same tenant. Jesus. And he's like, he's like, Michael, I did the math. The guy has paid over $300,000 in rent. He's essentially like, do the math and tell me how many times that guy has bought that house. That's crazy. It's so, so nuts. Yeah. You're like, you're, you, you'll no longer be like giving your money away. You won't, no. and, and I, I like how you, how people call themselves owners. Like, oh, I'm an owner. It's, it's that's that's a that's a very that's a thin term. You know, the the <laughs> bank owns it. They just let you live there. But you're building <laughs> at least you're building equity. You know, that's the thing. It's 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 a matter of for me. It's 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 the it's the equity factor. This is our starter home. Yeah. I want to be there five, seven, ten years, maybe. I need to be very conscious with how much money I put into the home, which is what you and I were talking about off air. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's one of those things. But here, we should probably get to the main topic. I am so fucking sorry for goddamn. That's good. I mean, derailing the piss out of this show. (laughs) We've, uh, I think, I think people, I think people like to hear it. I think also people have been, um, you know, sometimes people reach out to us, and it's extremely, it's extremely difficult to keep up with, um. A lot of tbws stuff when you're going through this so like you're going through this home buying thing it's like the new fiscal year like where i work and everyone's mm. like heads are on fire um so yeah it's it's, <clears throat> it's good to catch up catch up the uh the audience on things that are going on 
But I, I, I just that did come to mind. I'm like, yeah, that Rhodes has been on your wrist the the whole time. That's a good point. It's probably my moving watch. I don't know if it will be my closing like paper signing watch. That's probably gonna have ah. to be the Big Zero, just because nice. the the Big Zero is it, man. We get a Big Zero. That's the memory <laughs> watch, right? You got to get one of the pen guys on the show to like ship you a, a loner pen, like a nice Mont Blanc. Oh yes, know. Richard, you can use my Mont Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I might use a Disney pen that I stole from a hotel. Just That's cool, just to That's be cool fucking too. cheeky, you know. An interesting tidbit: um, every experience that I have had with a contractor to quote me out for potential work has elucidated and shown me the fact that everyone is awful except the people I love. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think that's 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 uh, that's an appropriate sentiment, and so I. I've had nothing but bad experiences getting quotes and talking to people. It's very, it's very clear very quickly how many sharks are out there when you're like buying a home. Cause you, it's just, it's just crazy how expensive certain things are when the reality is a lot of the things that you want to put into your place technically aren't that bad. So, okay. Caveat for anyone that might be freaking out. I will never do plumbing. I am not a, I can't do math. Okay, anything remotely involving math, I will not do. Plumbing, uh, miter joints, so anything with fucking baseboards or crown molding, I, I, I don't know how the fuck that works. Yeah. Um, electrical, I am <clears> not. In a, I get confused by the fucking quartz movement on my Gavox roads, okay? I, 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 think, am, I think that's the one that most people say. My dad is very much a man's man construction dude, and he's right. like, ever since I was a little kid, he's like, son, don't ever do electrical. <laughs> <laughs> Son, find a woman. You can like treat die. Her right. Never do electrical. That's the that was the order of operations. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm never doing my own electrical. I'm never doing structure, none of that stuff. But tiling a floor, painting, um, putting down those putting down those uh, wood floors like you and I were talking about off air. I can do that, but I yeah. am I am no fucking electrician. Right? <laughs> Man, it feels <sighs> good. It feels good to talk to people who are not trying to fucking sell me something. Or make me yeah. feel bad for not buying something, you know? All right, well, you should really buy the Komodo Dragon insurance. Really? Do I, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, what do you? How, how are you going to feel if your family is attacked by fucking Komodo Dragons in the middle of the night? Confused. I'm going to be very fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. If, if fucking, you know, uh, ex poisonous expectorating komodo dragons for some reason descend upon my fucking family i'll be i'll be goddamn confused i'm going for my hammer but in the process of that i'll be confused i just i just pictured having a house with two guard uh komodo dragons <laughs> double fisting frank Mueller chronograph <laughs> I, I think i think the like the bone structure of their their little front little front hands it's perfect for a <laughs> for Frank Mueller. For, for, for Frank Mueller. We should use that as a segue to finally probably fucking talk about Frank Mueller. Well, you want to talk about Frank Mueller? I wasn't even trying to do that. I just I, I was just picturing these very large uh, reptiles double fisting like rose gold Frank Mueller chronographs. You know what's funny? It would why. probably be more expensive to adorn those Komodo dragon with Frank Mueller rose golds than it would be to illegally get them here in this state. In this country. By the way, that's that's another t-shirt idea. So if you're a designer out there, <laughs> Komodo. Get, get started on that. <laughs> Komodo dragons rocking Frank Mueller's. Um, I think, so let's, we should probably start talking about this fucking brand. 
I think what's interesting to me is I I mentioned this beginning of the show. I did not realize Frank Mueller was a a person, and B <laughs> I didn't realize how relatively I guess new they are. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sort of similar to Ublow, a little bit in that mm-hmm. sense, in my opinion. I would say I with with like less provenance than yes, Ublo, I, yes, because obviously Beaver attaching his name to Ublow after all the like 80s and things like that really propelled it i don't think you got that situation here with with with, with frank Mueller. so you did more research than i did by minutes just a little clarify. bit yeah i i just i kind of wonder why so this this started i i last episode i talked about it i went to a seattle red bar and there was a frank Mueller there right uh and it's just it's one of those brands that you never really look at or think much about at least now in 2019 i'm not sure what the situation was uh, in the early 2000s or the late 90s when i i assume they were a little more popular because they had athletes and stuff Hmm. i don't know if they had athlete deals or brand ambassadors that they were working with back then but you know i i I think uh, i sometimes wonder why there are these brands that that cross our minds where we're just like huh i'm kind of interested and we, I think we can't exactly tell why. Mm. I think, I think you and I, we we agree a lot on um, brands like Hublot, uh, Panerai, Frank Mueller. Like they're super, super, super expensive, uh, but for some reason they really intrigue us. And, and you know, as a result, we'll do an episode like this. Um, but for yeah. me, seeing seeing the curve of that sapphire crystal on cool. that on that specific model with this like very exaggerated to no case that they're known for um just really got me curious and i i spent a lot of the following days just looking at at watches uh, that they make and they still make i did not know that they they had so many crowning achievements um so yeah he, he he is he is a guy um frank Mueller's a guy and like a lot of a lot of people um in his uh in his earlier years he attended watchmaking school and when he left um i think the either uh, yeah like the early 80s he started his first job apparently was restoring um watches for auction houses so wait he he was he actually was a watch tech he wasn't someone that yeah he wasn't someone that sold rembrandts without proper paperwork and then just eventually decided for some reason to start a watch brand. He was like a watch. Person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, went to school. That's so um, cool. Super common back then for that to be like just the job <clears throat> people did. Yeah. Um. So he did that, and then you know, like like a lot of others, you know, thought to himself, "Oh, you know, I just I want to make my own brand." Um. I think a lot of people leave watchmaking school and just go work for one of the big houses. So. Mm. You know, same kind of like Philippe Dufour story, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, 1983 is, according to my notes here, he started, uh, it was called Franck Genève, uh, or Genève. <laughs> However initially. you want to say it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, uh, eventually, eventually it turned into what we know today. Uh, so did you... <sighs> A lot of times when you research Frank Mueller, you you come across the I can never say the watch right the Aternitas or 
carnitas i I say carnitas in my head when i read it (laughs) i'll take some of the uh, carnitas no guac um what do you how do you spell it it's a e t e r nitas carnitas god damn michael stop saying carnitas eternitas eternitas eter the thing is this a and e is almost trying to sort of um no, no. I don't know how to say it. Eternatus. Etern. I think. I think it's trying to be eternity, but incredibly complicated. They have some weird. He has some weird names for the watches. This thing is wild looking. It looks like a pinball machine. Yeah. So a lot. A lot of times when you're researching Frank Mueller, I don't know if this is still the world's most complicated wristwatch, or if somebody has taken that title. <clears throat> but for a long time. I think there's only one. Uh, for a long time, uh, it's it was known as that. Um, it so, might still be. I'm so I don't, I'm I I know this upsets people, but I'm so into the design aesthetic of these fucking. Fr- I don't know what it is. Thirty six com- thirty six complications. Jeez. One thousand four hundred and eighty three parts. Wow. Yeah. Pretty sure there's only one. Uh this is crazy. If anything, there might be two. Um, but I'm, it might be just one. Let's see. So he starts this thing. What, 80? What did you say? 80? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, the watch or the company? The company. Yeah, 191983. 1983. 1983. Oh, there's a picture. Oh, wait, of no. Him. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I am wrong. 1992. 83, I guess he. he um, in 1983, after months of research and dedicated, Frank Mueller presented his first wristwatches. They all had a complicated movement that had been created solely by himself. He realized there was a demand in the market for collectors in search of new timepieces. You know what's funny? Doing something like that in 1983, we're still reeling from the effects of the quartz crisis. Yeah. Yeah, there were. Maybe he was just one of those people that really, really thought it would all come back. Um and there were people that stuck with it. Yeah. And just kept on pushing forward with, with mechanical watchmaking. And um, I don't think there's ever been a Frank Mueller Quartz. <laughs> so um, he, uh, so aside from, aside from that crazy looking watch, uh, apparently Frank Mueller, you know, had the world's first uh, like tourbillon that you could see through a dial. So really, so the fucking tourbillon bullshit that everyone's doing, where you can see it through a dial. Yeah, this was the yeah. first time because traditionally a tourbillon is just like so. Patek, for example, a lot of the tourbillons they have are really understated, and they're actually mm-hmm. hidden or like in the case back, which I think is kind of cool. But uh, he but this he tourbillon hangs dong. It does, it does, and mm-hmm. then he he started started <clears throat> hanging even more dong with the triple axis tourbillon and then the one dong to rule them all the uh, <laughs> the giga tourbillon was another thing that he <laughs> giga dong <laughs> can we start a band called the one dong to rule them all and our first <laughs> album can just be giga dong <laughs> giga dong yeah <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like a child like a child's like television show but it's not I'm typing Giga Turbion, but I almost typed typed in Giga Dong. Giga Dong and friends. It's a it's a a fun show about a a series of friends that live in a neighborhood, and they talk about you know 
fun stuff that happens. They teach you life lessons. I just don't know. So I understand that this is just a very, very big tourbillon. The Giga Tourbillon features the biggest tourbillon in the world ever seen in a wristwatch. This masterpiece embraces a 20 millimeter diameter. Okay, so the tourbillon is 20 millimeters in diameter. Jesus. <laughs> Nine days power reserve, four barrels. The, the, the one dong to rule them all. Okay. That's a, that's a big, that's a big, big old tourbillon. I love the curve, man. The curve on these fucking cases with the crystal as well. God yeah. damn it. I found, I found a cool video. Yeah, so I mean, he just he just is this like crazy fun stuff, and um... it's very cool. And I think the reason why I'm attracted to a lot of these designs is they're very much just sort of doing their own thing. Yeah, I love that. I, I always think that you know you know I you know what I mean. Like like it, I just think that's always so cool. I'm trying to get a I'm trying to get a price on this um, um carnitas billion dollars. I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a for sale, but um, the thing is, when you're on the site, it's like oh, price inquiry. Mm -hmm. If you find if you find one of them on like a gray market site, Crown and Caliber, they will say you know what the retail price is. Then they'll have a strike through and they'll say what the actual price. Is, or like what the <laughs> so that's how you can try and find out the the proper retail price if you're curious. I just don't. I just can't even see them selling one of these. This is it, just—it might be like a prototype car or not a, a concept car. Like, hey, look I, what we can do. No one's gonna fucking buy this or drive this, but look what we're <clears throat> technically capable of. You know, found an article on the Frank Mueller Eternitas Mega Four. This this is bananas. I can't even comprehend how this would work. I found something about the case design. From its creation, the Centre Curvex case was very unique. Indeed, the autology was bound by tradition and consequently not very open to innovation, thumbing, thumbing their nose at the traditionalist elite. Uh, at the time, there were plenty of round watches, perhaps rectangular ones, but there's nothing like Frank Mueller's Curvex. Mm -hmm. I almost read that as cervix. <laughs> That's I'm way telling you, man, too close. They they sell these at, at Neiman Marcus, so you can just poke your head in one day and see if there if if there are any. I don't know if there's a Neiman Marcus near you, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure the Frank Mueller rep would be uh would be thrilled to see somebody come. So happy that someone actually asked about a Frank Mueller watch. <laughs> Who do you think is buying them today? Honestly, I think I don't know. I think people are buying this. Not because they're hunting it down. I do think, and I think, and I, we might have said disparaging things about this experience in the past, but I think people who have, uh, like disposable, not disposable, but like enough income to comfortably like buy these things, I think they're walking into places, seeing them, like the way they look first, mm -hmm. and then go for it. Because the thing is, with a watch like this, the reason it's so polemic is because everyone's immediately judging the look of it. No one's fucking like talking about the technological innovations. You're talking about the look of it. You know what I mean? And so I think people people are buying this. I think they're because they like the way it looks and they have the cash. I because it doesn't <clears throat> even though what's under the hood 
is something that would make watch nerds happy, I don't think watch nerds are hunting this watch down with the same sort of uh, like 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 fervent uh, uh, impetus that people will email you about the Speedmaster with. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, yeah. hey, what's this reference bottle? I really want to get this. What's a good price for this? Blah blah blah. No one's doing that for a fucking watch like this. Yeah, I think you see it, you fucking love it, and then um, you either buy it or you know steal it or whatever. You know what I mean? Don't steal. But- Stealing's bad. <laughs> By the way, the last known price for one of these um, <laughs> carnitas, <laughs> Eternitas, uh, Mega Four, the Eternitas Mega Four, mm. $2,700,000. It's a lot of doll hairs, right? Did you see this Watchland thing? I heard about this a long time ago when I first started getting into watches, and I heard by Frank Mueller, and I saw a YouTube video on this. Did you have you heard about this thing? Watchland. Okay, retaining, remaining fucking fuck reading, remaining faithful. I I, I already fucked up the first word in a series of many words, so that bodes well. Remaining faithful to its roots, Frank Mueller Geneve is established in the very same village where Frank started his activity in 1983. Namely, Genthod, Genthod, whatever, the neighboring countryside of Geneva. Uh, only this time, it was uh, it was mansion built, blah blah blah. Frank Mueller House, enchanting, blah 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 blah. It's basically um, I'm trying to figure out a way to put this. How can you describe this? Elegant, friendly atmosphere and Okay, in this elegant, friendly atmosphere, the Frank Mueller watches are made. Response to growing success. Tra- two traditional buildings in the same style were built in the year 2000, 2019. The house inaugurates two new buildings, blah, blah, blah. It's basically like, I think, a section of their workshop. It's also a museum. Hmm. Um, uh, here, let me see what the fuck I can find a proper. Is it like a boutique? It's not. That's what a, I was wondering. It's like a museum, I think. A museum hmm. slash workshop you can visit. And it looks so cool. Let's see. They also have boutiques, which I find pretty hilarious. Mm. I mean, wow, they have a lot of them. Or no. Yes, they do have a lot of them. Holy cow. Boutiques? Milan, Geneva, Osaka, Tokyo, uh, Jakarta, Beirut, Melbourne, Abu Dhabi. Those those are all like business travel places. I think people are just walking in, seeing a watch they like, and buying it. Brussels, Singapore, Bangkok. I'm surprised. You know what? I'm actually surprised that um, there isn't a boutique in Miami, because I I feel like oh, a good point. I feel like Frank Mueller can be pretty big in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe um, maybe Hublot's got that shit on lockdown in Miami, and it's just not financially feasible. Probably. I don't. I also I don't get the names for these watches. I don't. Uh, yeah, we were talking about the last episode. I have no fucking idea. The the so. I'm looking at one on Crowning Caliber that I kind of like, but I feel uncomfortable that the name of the watch is Conquistador Cortez. Yeah, I don't like that. We, we <laughs> I don't. That's. I, I made the joke that's like naming your watch Christopher Columbus, which you then told me there I, is a watch. That's true. That's true. called we Christopher in, Columbus. We got into that also. The, man, these things take a hit. This is on Crowning Caliber for seven thousand eight hundred dollars, and I'm know for a fact that this was in the five figures. I'm sure right uh, new so not not really a, a brand that retains a lot of value these days 
um, unfortunately for them. So this Watchland thing, it's a series of buildings, like really beautiful fancy buildings they created, I guess, in the village, Frank Mueller's from. It essentially acts as their headquarters. Um, it's open to like tours. You can set up tours. You can go and visit it. It looks really fucking cool. Looks like a little like corner in Epcot. <laughs> this is it, what I'm seeing. It's a little bigger than a corner. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh, this is interesting. I'm trying to find the video. Oh my god. Okay, listen. If you're a web admin or web developer or website owner out there and you do the bullshit where I can't back out of your fucking web page because the script keeps reloading, you need to die. Okay? Because <laughs> I'm just going to fucking close your window. All right? That does not... Me telling you knocking on my door and saying, and me saying no thank you and you keep knocking is not going to change my fucking mind. <laughs> All right. God, fucking cocksucker. Oh, wow, this place is very big. I, I was only seeing one photo. <laughs> yeah, this place is really fucking cool. I want to go here, Michael. You I want to wear think, I want to wear a Frank Mueller. You think this is like Michael Jackson's Neverland but for like watches? <laughs> Controversy aside, do you think that's <laughs> Uh, what this is? Never been to Neverland, Kaz. I can't tell you. <laughs> you see the pictures, man. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I, you can guys, you guys can clearly tell we did a lot of research for this episode. But um, I was surprised. It's a person. It's still relatively new. I was surprised that people don't talk about the technological innovations behind this in sort of a polar opposite to Hublot, though, where Hublot innovated with use of materials and kind of like modern techniques and modern uh, uh, material usage, Frank Mueller is sort of doing the opposite and trying to, I guess, keep it rooted in sort of the technological flexing of virology mm -hmm. in terms of like mechanics, what can be done um, with stuff that we already know about and all that, you know what I mean? But still, weirdly enough, keeping it fresh, you know? That's, that's, that's what I think is pretty interesting. Did you see the... Um... The notable uh, celebrities that were pointed out here in this article. Which article? <clears throat> the Wikipedia. No. Country. Demi Moore. Did not know she was a watch I person. Totally forgot she existed. It's been, <laughs> it's been years. Uh, Elton John. I could totally see that. I could fucking see that. Yeah. 50 Cent. That upsets me. I don't know... If this is a rapper, yes, Lil Lil Uzi, <laughs> Lil Uzi. That's an awful name. I don't um, <laughs> like that. That makes me uncomfortable. And I cannot pronounce this guy's name. Jose, Jose Marino. Jose Marino. Portuguese professional football coach, former player, most recently served as manager, English Manchester United. Blah blah blah. Okay, he's a person. Ah. <sighs> That's an interesting <laughs> lineup of people who wear the watch. You know, but I, I kind of, I like that you can go to the website and they're not really, there isn't like a crazy shot of Elton John hammering away a piano with, with, uh, <laughs> with double fisting Frank Mueller's. Rolled and crushed rainbow diamonds. You know what I mean? One, one around his neck. Just, um, you gotta, you gotta let him know. Yeah. Well, cause it, 
I do appreciate that. I'm weird about like brand ambassadors and everything, so it's just I I it's a very interesting brand. Um I think it's one of those things where if you like the way the watch looks, then it's totally fine to like the brand. Even though I know people listening to the show probably hate Frank Mueller. I think it's fucking cool, man. You know? I think I, I I really would like to know where the majority of their sales come from. Um I'm reading a lot about private clients also. Maybe they do a lot of unique stuff. They might. Um that's totally possible. I I'm thinking maybe Middle East, man. Cause the company's you know, we... estimated total sales in 2010-2011 were 290 million euros in watches with an average unit price of 38,000 euros. That was eight years ago. If that gives you any 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 any, any benchmark, dude. If the average unit price was 38,000 euros, those those aren't the ones that you can pick up at Neiman Marcus. Doesn't seem These... like it. Maybe these, maybe they do a lot of custom one-off stuff for mm-hmm. just very loyal clients. That who knows? They might buy something uh, every other year or whatever, or for a family member every year. Yeah, um, that's crazy. That number is probably really different today, but yeah, that average it does unit offer price, insights. Yeah, that average unit price is pretty pretty interesting. So they probably you, do custom orders. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think that's that's one of their that's one of their things. What is this? Frank Mueller Color Dreams. Oh, here you go. It's the classic looking dial of the Curvex case, but the Roman numerals are just like rainbow. Color dreams. Color Let's dreams. Ooh, I like this one. Yeah, dude, oh, that the- one is twenty thousand dollars. Holy cow! Which one is that? Uh, oh, the black one. Yeah, yeah. That looks very cool, though. I can't. I yeah. I don't. I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's a Frank Mueller watch that I can pull off. Honestly, that the through this discussion, I've been trying to find them. Maybe you check I, out the Casablanca ones. Let's see, Casa. It's another weird name. $8,400 used. Holy cow. That's more than retail on a Submariner. A lot of fucking cassavas. I guess retail on a Submariner doesn't really matter anymore. It's meaningless. <laughs> but these are cool. I like these. Side note, I was wondering the other... I don't know if people are into bourbon and stuff, but I, I think I think that Rolex Sport models are, are slowly becoming like the Pappy Van Winkle of the watch world because like the 23 year you're still, it's kind of funny how they list the price on the website it's like 200 something dollars i'm like yeah dude in your bra like those <laughs> bottles those <laughs> bottles sell for like 12 grand it's crazy um anyway i can't i like i i can appreciate the the big to know case but i, I like there's there's one that i found in the the casa not the casa the conquistador series it's more of a square shaped case that almost has like a cartier tank sort of vibe see if i can find this oh i see this yes interesting let me see if i can well the thing is i saw i saw a picture of someone wearing this on their wrist i don't think they're that big man yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of what i like i mean i still the real reality is that i have tiny wrists 
still. Me and you both. Where is fucking? Can you tell me words? Not not a tank. It reminds me of the Cartier Santos, the newer ones that are that are bigger. Right. If I like one of these, one of these squarish Santos style Franck Mullers on like maybe rubber, that'd be kind of cool. I don't get that. I don't get the names. You're right. The names of these fucking watches are so weird. Dude, it, honestly, nothing is worse than the Swatch uh, product names. Oh, when, like I the, saw, oh, right. when I saw a watch called Skin Pull, oh, I lost my <laughs> lost my mind. I remember this. So this, so I, I just found this Conquistador model, men's model. Looking at it, the case size is technically thirty-four millimeters. Yeah, but it's I, square, so I think I I think it's it's the on number it looks small, but I think it's gonna wear on a wrist like yours or mine just right well you did you you tried one on at that riaddle uh, the riaddle said bar there you go fuck riaddle said yeah that, i mean <sighs> i can start that bar. club <laughs> get sued um i did uh very briefly you know was it? i i it was oh it was it's gorgeous you know i just don't i don't think i can rock it god damn it the one that i like is specifically the conquistador cortez because Con- conquistador is a larger collection but the one that's more Santos looking is the Conquistador. You, you do want to pay tribute to Cortez's humanitarian efforts of spreading <laughs> all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you like, don't want to. You don't want to pay tribute, bro. <laughs> you like slide over to a girl at the bar. It's like, hey, let me tell you about Cortez. Let me tell you about <laughs> Cortez. Let me show you. Let me show you this watch on my wrist. Oh my goodness. Yeah, these ones are more square. I see what you're saying. I dig these a lot. I dig these a lot. The time only with uh, sort of Alice in Wonderland looking numerals that go around like the entire. Yeah. The entire oh my God. There's a Frank Mueller model called Long Island. Oh my God. What does this look like? Oh, it looks like a. Look, appropriately, it looks like a Great Gatsby watch. Oh, does it? That's that's kind of cool. Which kind, which which makes sense. This is kind of fun. Um, I don't think I could ever rock this. Let's see. It's a, it's a little I- illegible. Oh, this is almost like you uh, see it. This is you know I I also read that a lot of the um, Frank Mueller stuff is inspired by uh, traditional American watchmaking design and this looks yeah this looks like an old uh maybe maybe i've seen some hamiltons like this uh it's cool i I do like it i don't think it's don't think it's for me wow these are fun yeah i I would one day love to uh, fucking i guess try these on uh i also see that there's a model called the revolution 2 what's this look like like a fucking watch. <laughs> I mean, here we go. It actually says Long Island on the dial in some no. cases. At okay. least the one I'm, I'm looking at. If I ever, count. if I ever accumulate, um, well, there it is, Long Island. If I ever accumulate a, a level of wealth which would afford me certain luxuries that I'm not able to afford now, I would contact Frank Mueller, the group. And I'll say, listen, I want a custom Frank Mueller Long Island, but mm-hmm. I want it to say Frank Mueller Long Island. Yep. 
can you make this happen? I will pay money's no object. I will pay whatever I have to to have the only Frank Mueller Long Island in existence. I mean, you might be in that thirty-eight thousand euro <laughs> ballpark if that's if if custom stuff is for a geo-based inside joke. I will pay thirty-eight thousand dollars <laughs> between like the three guys would get <laughs> <laughs> me, you, and Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was the first thing I learned how to say Long Island when I got to the, when I got over there, man. Long Island. It's just, it's just, that's just, that's just how it works, dude. You know. <clears throat> I'm just right now. I'm just having fun going through models. So, this Eternus or ter, this fucking this Carnitas is really cool. I, dude, I want some carn. I, I want not Carnitas, Sofritas. That's the, that's the that's the that's vegan the version vegan one. Yeah. What's the base on that? What is it? Is it just? Is it like? Is it just like beans? It's a uh, it's it's soy based. It's essentially cool. tofu. Tofu. Oh, crumbles. that's cool. That's pretty cool. Like this carnitas. Um, this color dreams is a lot of fun. Ironically, you are partial to the conquistador Cortez. Uh, I like this Long Island. We've made enough jokes about the master banker last episode. What's this? Oh, what? master master banker. That master was, banker, dude. One about that one. We're so close to just making it the master banker. I think that will be my second. Got to be uh, careful, man. That's that's what got us on the cookie talk last time. <laughs> I think Master Baker was the segue. I think my favorite part of last episode is there was very little discussion with, <laughs> with everyone, with the listeners, about the substance of our shows. People were mainly concerned with the cookie talk. Have you did you see the Facebook comments? I did. I, did. I have to crack it open. <laughs> they're, they're fantastic. Sandwich Time Channel also chimed in. Um, he, I believe, he's all up for doing. Uh, a Patreon episode where we talk sandwich sandwich arts, you know. I'm down to Frank Mueller crazy hours. Okay, this doesn't look that different from some of the other models. Oh, whoa, the hours aren't in order. That's crazy. Hence the name. <laughs> I didn't God. see that. Uh, Frank Mueller crazy hours. The numbers are out of order. Is that in the men's collection? Let's see. Let me. Um, their website is awful. Yeah, it's quite bad. That's why I'm not looking on their website. I'm gonna Google everything. Yep. Life is so hard, dude. Man, just type right. in site. And now Michael Collins, 50 years ago, was orbiting the fucking moon. Not sure if he'd have to leave two dead guys there and, <laughs> and go home all by himself. I hope I don't die in the vacuum of space. Meanwhile, today, oh my god, this website design sucks, guys. <laughs> I see that the hours are out of hand. Where do I put my credit card number in? Oh my god, I'm gonna Chipotle. Fuck this. <laughs> I wonder if the vacuum of space will suck my brains out of my fucking nostrils. Yeah, you know? we we forget it. We forget about Michael Collins uh, a lot, but really, the that like I can't. That is true loneliness, man. Being in Just there alone while everyone else is out there. Orbiting orbiting in that fucking like dishwasher of a <laughs> spacecraft. What I love, we made the joke about space appliances, but I think when we, we did a Vostok episode a while, no, not Vostok, we did, um, yeah, Vostok episode a while back and we were talking about Yuri Gagar and, and like, basically the thing he went up there in was a fucking washing machine. Yeah. That's balls. Listen, Yuri, uh, we're sending you into space. Oh, has anyone gone before? No. Have you ever sent anything in space? Well, we sent a dog, but the dog died. Horribly. So now it's your turn. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> wondering if uh, if the president was going to deliver that second speech that they wrote. Just in case. <laughs> That's so terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, this crazy uh, hours is uh, interesting. It says it says crazy on it. Uh, what about the uh, I? I <laughs> I actually have you have you seen any of the women's models? I have not. Unfortunately, I mean, many of them are just like covered in precious stones. It's an uh, issue. Well, not an issue. It's it's a quirk that we've talked about before. Um, how a lot of these watch manufacturers will position what they see as ladies' watches, but then it also sparks the more sort of I guess. The deeper discussion of what the fuck does what makes a lady's watch a lady's watch yeah realistically men and women can wear whatever the fuck they want you know the idea of a lady's watch is a bit odd because okay if i have to somehow signify this as a lady's watch i can't do it based on size mm-hmm. my fucking wife has larger wrists than i do michael all right <laughs> so size makes no sense she wears if she is gonna wear a watch she's wearing the casio mdv 106 with the fucking uh, the, the the casio duro she yeah. loves that watch and you know what i mean but like that's not a quote-unquote ladies watch because it's not like a like a dainty fucking like moon teardrop on like fucking floss you know um i'm looking at these now yeah, I mean, these these are what you would expect, and it kind of reinforces my point before. I don't think Frank Mueller, even though they're hanging mad oral, orology dong, I don't think they're targeting watch people. I think they're just targeting people who have money, which I I've heard is a good business model. Any of model. these are quartz. Oh, yes, that's a, that's a great business model. I don't know. Actually, the ones I'm seeing, they all, all look mechanical, dude. Mm. Fuck, these are cool. Well... I don't think I'm ready to drop any money on a Frank Mueller. I would like to. How about you? I would like to one day in the last ten minutes of my life, where I know I don't have to pay my credit card bill. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe I'll buy a watch then, from bed (laughs) on my phone, and I have Crown and Caliber. Fucking have have someone run it to me. I'll just have to make sure I die in Atlanta or wherever the fuck they're uh, they're based at. They're they're in Atlanta. I think I think you should do that with a charming bird instead. We got to see one in San Francisco. Yeah, huge, huge fucking watch, but beautiful. beautiful. I mean, well, you know, obviously, it's it has a fucking pipe organ on the inside. I would, I'll, I'll allow a little bit of girth and largeness on that watch. You, know what you I mean? think they would have? You think they would have taken it out of the out of the case if we asked? That guy didn't seem to like us very much. I think he, <laughs> I think he was able to assume pretty quickly we were vagabonds. We weren't. It, it, we were treated much better at the Shreve Co. than we were at the um, Turbion Beyond Boutique, Boutique yeah. in San Francisco. That he was accommodating. You know, we asked him questions, but he was. It's like that thing where you're talking to someone and you can tell something's wrong, but no one acknowledges it. But you keep talking to them, but you can just tell in their face something's wrong. <laughs> and what the thing and what the thing that's wrong is the situation is you you know what i mean you're the you're the one with the uh with the coffee breath you <laughs> <laughs> it's you so, such a phobia of mine like i'm gonna walk into this fucking room and my breath's just gonna smell like fucking coffee and frantic <laughs> altoids because that shit never works you know what i mean Ugh. i so this discussion, man, I, I think there's just so much mystery 
surrounding how this brand is still afloat. There has to be some place in the world that is crazy about about Frank Miller. It's not Italy because they fucking love Swatch there. We were we were in Hong Kong and everyone's obsessed with Panerai there and Rolex. Mm. Um, you know, I haven't. Have you seen any in the wild? I can't. I might have, but I can't. I can't remember. Just besides, I don't think I have. Besides being in a watch group or something, and maybe somebody having one, but I've never. Dude, Google this thing. Look how fucking cool this watch is. Frank Mueller, Vanguard, Yachting, Anchor, Skeleton. This thing looks like a new blow. Fuck do you, Lise Narden, and created this. Oh, yeah, this love it. So we were talking about the Yachting Collection. I think the Yachting Collection is, is their, um, is their like really like true sporty lineup. And this really? is where you see these combination almost look like canvas and rubber um yeah this one's pretty cool this is beautiful i love this i'm all I, about it you need a yacht though you need it you kind of you need a yacht to go with this one. can't i just have a photograph of a fucking yacht like isn't that <laughs> enough how much is this watch i really i really did go through the thought process the other day of should i buy a boat <laughs> Should I buy idea. a boat? It's no, it's a money trap, bro. I my growing up, my dad bought a boat and he fucking regretted it. You got to keep the stupid thing clean. Depending on where you live, like it's such a pain in the ass to fucking get get. Like it literally serves no purpose except to exist and absorb more money. What if it, what if it's just like a dinghy with like a little like lawnmower engine in the back? I guess that's fine. Right, that's. I mean, upkeep on that is probably fine. And if it breaks, whatever. Dude. I mean, if I get that, I'll have money left over for uh, a Vanguard yachting anchor skeleton. Would that watch be appropriate on a dinghy? I think so. I think so. Only if like it's, it's crab season right now. Can, can can you buy that watch? Get a dinghy and just fucking just just start crabbing. Just like getting just like just like getting both arms into fucking like like crab nets. To, to just wrangle out crabs, you know? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I saw people doing that. This might be a little tangent, but like just like a mile away, there's there's a dock that we go to sometimes. And uh, because it's crabbing season, people are just like, they throw the traps just mm-hmm. off the dock. Let them soak there for, I don't know how long you have to wait, but like five minutes or whatever. And they just like, they line these these cages with chicken I guess, and the crabs, because a crab is supposed to eat chicken in the wild, I guess. Um, <laughs> and, and they just pull them up. But the problem is, all all along like Puget Sound, you have these these skull and crossbone signs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the you're city not telling supposed you, to fish near ports and stuff like that. <laughs> don't don't eat anything in here. <laughs> and you know what's kind of fucked up? I think I think a lot of it is like family owned restaurants that come out here and <laughs> they fish for shit. I have a question. Um, Why don't you just eat the fucking chicken? <laughs> it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> Instead of giving the chickens to crab, to to, to crab, <clears throat> crab's a verb now. Instead of just giving the fucking chicken to the crabs, and then catching the crabs, just eat the fucking chicken. It's not as fun, dude. You gotta. You have to. You have to get the gram. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta Instagram you pulling up the crab thing. Hashtag blast. <laughs> but this can be a crabbing watch. What's your crabbing watch? Thirty-five thousand euros. Uh, I found a price for this thing. 
the Frank Mueller Vanguard Yachting Anchor Skeleton V45 S6 SQT 35,000 euro. To afford that, you'd have to go on one of those uh, deadliest catch expeditions where the guys come back and they each make like 100 grand or something. Dude, I would die so quickly on one of those ships. Yeah. The only way I could serve more of a purpose on that ship would be if on the first day, all those guys just fucking killed me, hacked me up, and used me as bait for the crab nets. That I would be more useful to the crab boats in that capacity than I would be as like a deckhand. And then you could you could have the benefit. Do you know about these crabs? Do you know about these crabs in uh, in India? So they feed off of dead people in the in the Ganges. Yes, and they get I've huge. Heard of those. Yes, and they they command they command an incredible price. Uh, they look like could, something out of Men in Black. Actually. You could do you could do that. You could take you could take my bloated carcass up to Siberia or, or not Siberia uh, up to Alaska. <laughs> And uh, feed me to those crabs, and you can say, "Hey, we also have human fed, human fed crabs. They 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 fed on humans that primarily had a diet consisting of really terrible shit. You know what I mean? But uh, I think you command a higher price. What do you think? Would you buy a crab? Would you buy an eat a crab that ate me? That's the headline question. I'd, I'd, I'd maybe I'd break vegan for it. Would you break vegan for them? <laughs> This took a turn. <laughs> what a terrible world. What a terrible world we've created. I will say that I, I don't know why sometimes I have these these sick fantasies. And a lot of a lot of times it's it's when I'm at a desk or just working. I'm just like leave everything behind, quit my job and work on a crab boat. I I, I just I, like leave leave for like six months. I've 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 thought of that too, like early on in my career. It's cause like I, I, at the time I was also watching, you know, the Deadliest Cat show. And I'm just like, dude, like, maybe it's worth it. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like 10 seconds after, it'll be like when Andy does it in the office. <laughs> and he all he really wanted was the, the guy's cool fisherman sweater. Maybe I, maybe I just want a cool fisherman sweater. <laughs> well, here's the issue. I can't do it because my wife will tell you I get violently seasick. <laughs> like, holy god like dude like so when her family was here in town here but we were still in fort lauderdale her family was in town and her mom her mom wanted to do all of the south florida tourist stuff she wanted to go shopping she wanted to go to the beach and she wanted to rent time on like a fishing charter boat where you all get on a boat they take you out you know into the ocean and then you just you you, you just you just wait fish you just drop fish you're not trolling or anything like that you just yeah. you, you park and then you do you drop your lines uh, we get on the boats, and the boat, you know, we throw the ropes, and the boat starts going through the canals to get to the, uh, to get to, like to to, to the, like the jetty and to like head out and everything. And about ten seconds after leaving the canals, I look at my wife and I'm just like, I'm about to blow chunks all over this fucking boat <laughs> right now. She's like, what? I'm like, you have no idea what your mother has forced me to unleash upon all these kind folk. This is happening, and so I just spent the whole time vomiting. But the best part was. Um, the first vomit, so the first contact, uh, I ran to the back of the boat and one of the fishing like deckhands, while we were heading out to where we need to go, he was just trolling, you know, he wasn't drop fishing. He was just trolling out the back. And so he was there and like, I'm there and we make eye contact cause it's not, it's not a big boat. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to throw up so fucking basic. And his response was pretty like, yeah, dude, chum it up. That'd be awesome. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> if um, chum it up, chum it up. I'm like you know what? That's a cool? great. That's a great song title too. Chum it chum up. Chum it up. 
Like, if he's cool, I'm cool. Hopefully, all of these fucking Marlin love lasagna, because that's what's about to happen. You know what I mean? Chump. Chump. Is, is like a, like a, it's got to be like a 30-second converge track. <laughs> Chum it up, man. Just like one blast beat. Can we get... Chum it up, man. Can we get that on a bumper sticker? Chum it up. Hey, yeah. man. Chum it up. Teespring. Teespring. He was just so casual about it. I'm like, I can't be the first person to vomit next to this man on this boat. I just can't. I refuse to believe it, you know? There must be a linear correlation with how much people vomit in the water and the fish that he catches trolling off the back of it. I think we have to get into... We have to get into, like advertising for watches man because I, I think i think that just gave me an idea where it's like i see a billboard mm-hmm. and there's just like a like a pressed hand just against the side of a boat and the dude's head like just puking off the side but it's kind of like in the bouquet it's not really in frame but the, <laughs> you, the, you front, the frank is. Mueller is yeah the frank yes. Mueller is in frame and uh, then we got to come up with some clever copy for the ad, dude. But, uh, I, we this is one of the first hashtags we ever created. We haven't really leaned into it because we haven't had the chance to. Hashtag real wrist shot. I want to see wrist shots of people eating oysters with gray goose on like a fucking boat, in you know the Italian fucking like I don't know port. I don't. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a boat person. That's not real life. I want a wrist shot of someone like angrily making dinner after getting into a fight with their spouse like just like fucking just like angrily stirring a pot <laughs> or like or like plunging a toilet you know what i mean and someone just wearing just like a timex just fucking just plunging this fucking toilet like this like <laughs> dude like i i used to want to be a rock star i'm fucking plunging someone else's shit because they're too young to fucking like the hashtag real wrist you know real real wrist shots I'll probably be doing a bunch of those when we move into this place. That's true. When I start doing a lot of these projects. Because we want call. we want to do a lot of shit to this place before we move in. Because the second we move a piece of furniture or a bin or a fucking napkin into this place, Instantly nothing harder. is getting done. Yeah. You know? So. <sighs> well, is I don't know a- if this was a valuable episode. <laughs> no, certainly I, a fun I, one. I think it I think it was. I just as usual we 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 leave with um with a few questions and I I kind of want to turn to our our global audience and ask uh you know are these popular you know where you're from yeah are these are these popular do you do you casually see them because you know definitely I mean Seattle Washington is not really much of a watch place to begin with it's Mm. mostly Apple watches here um and in the states I can't say I've seen many uh Frank Mueller's even when I was living in Miami. Maybe I just yeah. wasn't looking. Uh, and if I did, I just don't remember. So I, I, I really I really would like to know more about the hardcore Frank Mueller. Maybe I got to find a Frank Mueller Facebook group. That'll give me an idea of uh, <laughs> of the like a Paneristi sort of forum, but for Frank Mueller. Right. Uh, probably that's probably not that hard to find. I don't actually. know. But yeah. So um, call call to action. Wherever you are in the world, or even in the States, if Frank Mueller's are popular, let us know. It really is an interesting sort of, I guess, conundrum that we've come up with. If these people really are making money, which is apparent, I think, I, I, I really think they are. How? Who, who's fucking buying these watches? Especially since they take such a hit secondhand, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, first question. Second question, who likes these? 
I fucking think they're cool, but I know some people don't. Definitely let us know your thoughts just on the way the watches look. Don't fucking worry about what other people say. Don't worry about like like brand history or whatever. The first thing you're ever going to do when you decide upon a watch, positively or negatively, is judge the way it looks. And only you can do that. You you can't let someone else's... You can't let my enthusiasm for this watch make you think this watch is cool. Just look at one of these fucking watches. I'm just, you know... Do you like them? Do you not like them? I just... I, I, I just it's just interesting that they don't really have... You know... They just don't get talked about that much. And when they do, it's pretty it's pretty divided. Yeah. So, so definitely chime in on your thoughts on the design. If anyone's ever tried one one of the models we mentioned, give us a holler. I'd love to hear your your experiences. Um, here's the always fun one. If anyone owns one of these, definitely chime in and let us know your experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wonder. Here's the fucking thing, dude. What is it like to service one of these watches? Probably not easy. You can't be. Oh, here, there's a thing for servicing on their website. Rockmuller.com slash servicing. I can't take it to the mall kiosk. <laughs> Just have them fucking pound on it with a hammer. <laughs> when Frank Mueller is serviced, a highly skilled watchmaker takes your timepiece through a very... Blah, 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 You got to send it to them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's got it's got to go to this Watchland place. By the way, there's a Frank Mueller Grand Complications Collectors Club on Facebook with 744 members. Okay, well those 744 members are probably keeping the entire brand afloat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> After your complete service, your Frank Mueller will be covered by a two-year warranty. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, servicing's probably paying the ass in these fucking things, but um. I don't know how to recap this episode. Uh, shout out to... I don't know. I guess a shout out to the world for us recording on the anniversary of this historic uh, Apollo 11 yeah. sojourn, right? Hell yeah. yeah. I'm super happy to hear you over the Speedmaster for that today. I am still rocking this Gavox Roads. This is probably going to be my fucking moving demo renovation watch not going to be my contract signing watch if we hopefully if everything works out and we close close on this joint that'll be the big zero um kind uh, uh thank you really thanks so much everyone for the kind words for people who already know about the me and my potential like house situation super super cool in addition to that uh shout out to the facebook group again i'm always giving them shout outs but it's just it's really incredible everything that's happening there and a huge huge thanks to the mods over there that's greg wood uh, ben Newcomb and Skip Rose, you guys are holding it down. That thing is always growing, and everyone on there is just super, super cool. Uh, I need to be more active on there as well, which is something that I will be working on. Uh, also, in closing, if you enjoyed the show, if we made you laugh, if we made your commute or whatever the fuck, your workday, just a little more enjoyable, please consider going and checking out our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash twobrokewatchnobs where you can read more about the show, you can see what your um, uh, donating options are to the show. Obviously no obligation, but the really cool thing is there are Patreon episodes on there, which are basically free, so if you want more TBWS content, there are some fun Patreon Patreon topics uh, there. If you want to support the show without spending any extra money or doing anything different, you can use our Amazon affiliate link to do your normal Amazon shopping. Uh, it'll work in the States, 
It'll work in Canada and it will work in the UK. Those are the three places uh, where I'm pretty sure affiliate link will work. If you have questions on how that, uh, on that, what that process looks like, it's super simple. You basically just click one of our Amazon affiliate links. It will take you to Amazon and then you just search whatever product you actually want to buy. You don't have to buy the product that the link is for. Um, and that's a really easy, no effort way to support the show. You don't pay anything extra. It's just Amazon basically find it pays us a finder's fee in their eyes. So, um, that's a really cool way to support what we do here as well. And yeah, just looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on watch brands we know nothing about part eight with Frank, uh, Frank Mueller. So Michael, what have you learned about Frank Mueller today? I learned that there's a good possibility that a lot of their sales are probably custom pieces. I think that was probably one of the more interesting finds. I agree. Yeah. I, and I'd, I'd like to learn learn more about that and that kind of group of people because that's got to be a really dedicated fan base. <laughs> Maybe we can have them make us a custom TBWS watch. Maybe, I mean, Long Guy Land. Long Maybe. Guy Land. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so good. Just listening to Billy Joel on Long Guy Land, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right. Hope everyone enjoyed the show. Sorry for all the tangents. <laughs> all good. This is it. Is it that time? It's been worse. Yeah. Yeah. I love this yacht yachting anchor skeleton V. Oh, we're we're gonna talk about yacht watches when, when we get off this call. Yeah. Work. Are we going yachting? I'm not going yachting, but I gotta talk to you about yacht watches. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so let's do this. Do you want you want to close this out? Yeah, thanks uh, Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. Later.